If there was a time in the history of the world where we need the love of Jesus Christ more than ever before, it is today, this morning. This morning. What the world really needs is God's love and God's forgiveness. And He's already offering that to each one of us individually. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's good to have you with us today for Raul's final lesson in this series, Celebrating God's Amazing Love. If you're feeling unseen, uncertain, or overwhelmed, your heart will be lifted by assurances of the Lord's matchless mercy and saving compassion. Stay with us to see that the Creator of the universe wants a personal relationship with you and he sent his son Jesus to make that possible. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's message. I want to give you a message that I preached in Romania three years ago. It was called, the title of it was, Somebody Loves You. It's in the Gospel of John chapter 3, verse 16. Everybody knows that scripture. If you've been a Christian for a while now, anybody can quote that scripture. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a great thing it is to know that God loves me. That's such a great thing to know. In the condition that the world finds itself this morning, And there may be some of you here this morning that find yourself where you have never really been attracted by the love of God because maybe even your parents and loved ones never loved you. You were an outcast. There are many people like that today. And it's really amazing when you find out that there is a God, no matter what happens in the world, there is a God that loves us. And he cares about us. And he cares about each one of our needs. And yet, these people in the world today that have never really experienced the love of God in their own personal lives are empty wells. Empty wells. They have nothing in life. They may have money. They may have power. But if you really don't have that spiritual life, In your own personal life, it is nothing to possess anything in this world. Because it's emptiness of life without Christ. And that's why this morning in my heart, I was just reminded by the Lord. In that place where He not only loves you and He loves me. And He has extended to you not only His love, but His grace and His mercies. To reach out and touch any one of us individually here. And yet I know that this morning there are many of you that have been not only searching for God's love, but many of you have been searching in the wrong places. There are people in the world today that every single week, every single day are searching for God's love in the wrong places and don't find any love in the world. Everything that is in the world is selfish love. 
When you study the Greek language, there are actually four words for love. Agape, phileo, and then of course we have agape, phileo, and storkio, and then we have eros love. The eros love is the love that is selfishness, where someone will come up to a woman and say, I love you. Do you mean you want to go to bed with me? That's the kind of love that Eros is. It's a physical attraction of, I'm attracted to you, so I would like to spend time with you, but most of all, I want to go to bed with you. But then the phileo love is that love that's emotional, where we can love someone at one moment, and then the next moment when they hurt us, we can hate them too. And then you have what we call the agape love, which is the love that John 3.16 gives to us. It is agape love. It's a sacrificial love that no matter what we do, God continues to love you. It continues to love me. That's the love that we're supposed to possess as believers in Christ Jesus. And then the storkio, it's a family love, a husband for his wife and his children. Those that are family members that we love. And yet when God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life, was one of the greatest invitations that God has ever given to a lost and dark world today. What incredible love God has given to us. And yet there are so many people that are discouraged today. Discouraged with everything that's happening in the world today. And yet I want you to know that if you're here this morning, that God loves you so much. That He reminds you that He came out of all eternity to die for your sins and the sins of the world. That's why in Luke's gospel, when Jesus was speaking... Luke wrote down in Luke 19.10, he wrote down and said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The world is lost. There are hundreds and thousands and millions of people without purpose in life. Eternally, they're lost and they're going on their way to hell. And they don't even know it. And yet through philosophy and religion... People surely have twisted their minds and their hearts. And Satan has come along and assisted. Because he's come to rob, to steal, and to kill, the Bible says. And think of the hundreds and millions of people that already in the past have perished and gone to hell. And today they sit in hell waiting for that white throne judgment of God. Never again to see the light. Never again to see their relatives and loved ones. And that's why we have an agenda as Christians. And that's why we have an urgency in this world. Because every second, every moment, every hour that goes by, as long as people are alive, they have an opportunity. But the moment a person takes their last breath, it is the end of all ends. No second chances. This is it. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. And that's why there's such an urgency in my heart, not only to do crusades, but to preach the gospel. To be able to share with non-believers. To share with family members that do not know the Lord. And yet as you look at the world, there are so many young people and old people today that not only have empty lives, 
But they're trying to escape through the means of alcohol and drugs, sexual adventures, financial adventures. And even though some people have nothing and other people have too much, yet those material things that are in your garage or in your house or things that you wear on your body, those things never, ever, ever bring true satisfaction, but it brings emptiness of life. No matter who you are, emptiness of life. That's why God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to give you peace of mind, to bring that emptiness into fullness, By the power of His Holy Spirit as He would fill your life and cleanse you and wash you by His blood. But yet on the other side, the devil has come to rob and steal and kill through music, through alcohol, through drugs, through sex, through money, through power, through all these things. That people fall, not only enemies of the cross, but people move away from the cross of Jesus Christ. As Satan grabs a hold of these people's lives. And yet, Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. Life is just empty. And that's why we are working toward eternity. Preparing as a young person in your middle age. In your old age. Because the Bible tells us that it is appointed for a man to die and then the judgment comes. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. We're in infancy or in your teenage years or young adult age or maybe in the middle of your 30s or 40s or your 50s or maybe when you're 80 or 100 years old. One day will come where you will die. And you'll have to give an account and the question is going to be asked, why did you reject My son, Jesus Christ, when he gave you his love. Such great love has been given to each one of us individually. That's the great hope that we have in Christ Jesus. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Well, Raul is with us in the studio for just a few moments to talk about the love of God and how we as Christians can wrap our minds around that. Raul, with the way the world is today, do you find that believers have forsaken their first love? Yes. I feel people have left their first love. John says in chapter 2 of Revelation, verses 1 through 7, because you look at their lives. I mean, in the church, you look at their lives. I say on Sunday morning, sometimes I say, you come here to the church leave different. right? And when you leave different, for the week, be different. Because if you don't, you're wasting your time. You're coming here, you're infecting people. That, you know, If you're bringing neighbors and different people like that, you go, well, we went to church today and they hear me teach, they hear the Bible, and then they go home and throughout the week, hey, listen, I'm not going back with you because I didn't see what they preach. And what it is, the Lord says, preach what you, what, what you practice, preach it. That's what the Bible says. Role, practically speaking, how do we return to our first love? The way we return to our first love is you have to, first of all, look at your life. You know, it's like look in the mirror, don't forget. You look back and you see you're doing back in drugs, back in alcohol, back in fornication, adultery. I mean, what more do you need? 
You go, why? You know what? I did that before. And I always say, why did you go back mm. when you know you came out of that, the dog going back says vomit? I mean, that's Peter. I mean, why would you want to go back to your vomit? Dogs do that. And here he's a pet. Right. I mean, what does a person do with his dog? He's kind of spanks him. Don't do that. I've trained you. And that happens to Christians. They get tired. I don't know why they get tired. I know why. They're not reading. They're not praying. And they're not fellowshipping. So what else can happen to you? Go backwards instead of forward. Well, Roel, thank you so much. That is good advice. And we appreciate your time today in helping us understand better the matchless love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if you'd like to get a copy of this entire love series, we'll tell you how to order that in just a few moments. Until then, let's get back to the final part of today's message from John 3.16. Now, when you look at John 3.16, the first thing that I see is the origin of redemption. What is that? God so loved. That's the first part. God so loved. That is the fountainhead of salvation. It's the love of God. God draws us by His love, by His grace, by His mercy. It is never by His wrath. God doesn't want to judge us. God didn't prepare hell for us. The Bible says that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. If anybody ever goes to hell, don't blame the church. Don't blame pastors. Don't blame your family. Don't blame God. Blame yourself. You send yourself there. Nobody else did that but yourself. And that's why God's love is described in the scripture in three ways. That number one, God's love is a great love for us. Ephesians 2, 4 says, But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love and where he loved us. We didn't love him. He loved us. That's the most beautiful thing. Secondly, it is an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord has appeared of all to me, saying, Yes, I, God, have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God drew you with courts of love. That's why we're here this morning. And thirdly, God's love is a sacrificial love. Sacrificial. In Romans 5.80 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us, in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. For you. For me. For the world. If we just give our lives to Him. Secondly, the object of redemption in verse 16 is the world. The world. China. Asia. South America, Central America, Europe, United States, Canada, South Pacific. The world is God's object of redemption. He says that God's relation to the world, number one, is that He reveals that He is the creator of the world. He created you. He created me because of His great love. In Jeremiah 10, 12, he says, He has made the earth by His power. He has established the world by His wisdom and has stretched out the heavens and His discretion. And then secondly, here, He is mindful of the world. He's not in some cloud or some universe where He doesn't think about you, but He thinks about you and me every day. In Psalm 115, 12, he says, The Lord has been mindful of us. 
He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. And that's why, thirdly, he has come to redeem the world. To redeem the world. To buy it back for himself. Remember, in the book of Revelation, in chapter 5, when the Lamb of God stood up and, and the title deed to the earth was standing there and the angel was getting ready to give it to someone, but there was no one worthy of it, only one who? Jesus Christ. John the Baptist says, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Behold Him. Here He is. And that's why in Ephesians 1.7 it says, In Jesus Christ we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His great grace. It's all of grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. And by the way, fourthly, He is going to judge the world. In Psalm 96, 13, He says, For He is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with His truth. The Bible says the books will be opened one day and whoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Where Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, every demon and every foul person will be there forever plus hell and death will be there in the lake of fire. And then the third plan of redemption in John 3.16 is this. That he gave his only begotten son. This was God's love of sacrifice. It was accomplished, number one, through God's power, not men's power. Through God's power. In Deuteronomy 7, 8, he says, But because the Lord loves you and because he would keep his oath with his sword to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out of the mighty hand to redeem you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. God redeemed the Jews. God has redeemed the church. The church of Jesus Christ. How did he do it? Through his blood. 1 John 2, 1 and 2. My little children, these things I write unto you, so that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He Himself is the propitiation. Here it is, the sacrifice for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. The whole world. God has died. Send His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for the whole world. And guess what? It is through grace. Romans 3, 24, 25 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His own blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Can you believe that? The sins that we committed in the past, if we've come to Jesus Christ, are gone once and for all. He cast them as far as to the east to the west. He buries them in the deepest part of the ocean, and He remembers them no more. Fourthly, the purpose of redemption. In verse 16, the last part. That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And what's the solution for men? Number one, forgiveness. God wants to forgive men. 
Colossians 1, 4 says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love of all the saints. And then secondly, God wants to deliver us from the power of Satan. Hebrews 2, 14, 15 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, Jesus, likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy Satan, who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to that bondage. God takes away the fear of dying. That if I die today or tomorrow or the next day, it doesn't really matter. Hey, I know where I'm going. I know in whom I have believed. Why? Because God wants to deliver us from the power of sin. That's why Jesus Christ came. It says, for he will save his people from their sins. If this is true, in conclusion, if this is true, if salvation is God's gift to anyone that he wants to give it to, then how can I receive it? Number one, through repentance. Peter, in Acts 2.38 said, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Coming to repentance, to a change of attitude, change of heart. A turning away from sin. Making it a 180 degree turn. You notice, and now turning from the world to the cross of Jesus Christ. Secondly, it is through God's grace. Through God's grace. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And thirdly, it is through God's love. Again, Romans 5.8 but God demonstrated his own love toward us. And that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for each one of us. And it is through who? Jesus only. Jesus Christ only. Acts 4.12 Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by where we must be saved. And listen. It is not through works. It is through faith in Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And it is through confession. If we confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you deny me, I will deny you before my Father which is in heaven. If you're going through a rough season of life, or if you've been uncertain about receiving God's gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, we hope that today's program has strengthened your confidence in the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, call 800-634-9165, and we'll send your own copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just ask for Raul's message titled, Somebody Loves You. To further bolster your trust in the greatness of God's heart, we'd like to tell you about an MP3 flash drive of the entire love series we've just aired. With all 25 messages compiled in this portable format, you can meditate on the Lord's saving mercy anytime, anywhere. 
Get in touch with us today to order Earl's 25 Lesson Love Series. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or simply call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this MP3 thumb drive for a gift of $25 or more. That's just $1 per message. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we are blessed by your partnership in sharing the good news of God's love. Thanks so much for your tax-deductible donations. Join us next time for a new series exploring the amazing faith legacy of Noah, a man who honored God with obedience and trust when everyone else around him turned from the Lord in self-serving rebellion. Here's Roll once again with a final word. What is the invitation? Listen carefully. Behold, I stand outside of your heart and I'm knocking. And if any man hears my voice, and opens the door to their hearts. I, Jesus, will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Wow. What an invitation to come by faith. Sin is a disease. The blood of Christ is the cure. And repentance is God's method for putting both together. That is, sin and what? And repentance. You see? God wants to forgive. God wants to cleanse. But He also wants to write your name in the book of life. But you have to come with a broken heart, broken spirit, and true humility and saying, Lord, here am I. Save me. Touch my life. I want eternal life. I am falling in love. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.